morning to Matthew chapter 3, Matthew chapter 3, and uh, we're going to try to preach a little bit this morning, and, and then if you'll come back tonight, uh, Brother Caleb will be preaching tonight, he'll have something good for you. In uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, down through verse number 17, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Thank you, you can be seated. Uh, fathers, we come to you, Lord, this morning. We thank you for speaking a word to our heart. And I'm glad I can, uh, Lord, get up from my chair and come to the pulpit and say there is a word from the Lord this morning. And uh, Father, we pray this morning, thank you for the wonderful testimony, and uh, we didn't see the Spirit of God descending, but we could almost feel it a minute ago. Thank you for, Lord, the ones that were saved, and uh, Lord, thank you for those that uh, were at camp, they might not got saved, but they got a seed planted, and may they, as they go home and other places that someone else will watered, and somewhere down the road it'll bring an increase. Lord, there's people here today that's not saved. And uh, I pray that you would deal with their hearts, speak to their hearts. Many of us, most of us are saved, Lord, this morning. Uh, but we all need a touch from God. And we all need to go out the door saying, He touched me. And uh, I pray, Lord, that you'd do that in a spiritual way. And uh, Lord, I'm tired, but you're not. And uh, Lord, I pray you'd come and just touch me and strengthen me this morning that I might be able to say what the Lord would have me to say. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Here, here we have recorded in what I read, the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry. Uh, this is where it begins. And uh, we have here John... John, who has come along as the forerunner, and he's been coming, saying he's coming, and now he's here. And uh, he's manifest to John. He don't know him. As far as I know, he had never seen him other than when the mothers got together and he leaped in the womb. But the Bible says in John 1, said the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh the man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. Notice that. You see, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But the Bible said in John, bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven, uh, well, verse 31, he said, I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water, 
And John bear record saying, I saw the Spirit of God descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And so here we have John down there baptizing, and, and it's manifested to him, that's him. And uh, the Bible said he, the Lord had told him, said, who you see the Spirit of God descending upon, that's him. And so we see the Lord uh, at the beginning of His ministry, it's manifested to who He is. And then we see that the Lord, uh, He sets the mode for baptism. The Bible says that He said there in verse 16, And Jesus, when He was baptized, He went up straight way out of the water. Well, we know He wasn't sprinkled. Amen. We know it wasn't poured on him out of a cup. The Bible said he'd come up straightway out of the water. And were that not enough in John 3, the Bible said in verse 22, After these things came Jesus and his disciples unto the land of Judah, and there he tarried with them and was baptized. John also was baptizing in Anon near Salem because there was much water there. You don't need it. You don't listen. If you're sprinkling somebody, you don't need much water. I could sprinkle fifty with what's in that cup there, Amen. Uh, but the Bible said they they were down there where much water was. Uh, but what I'm interested in this morning is that last verse uh, that the Bible said after Jesus was baptized and and after the Spirit of God descended upon him. The Bible said, Lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Uh, and uh, so the Lord speaks out of heaven here. And uh, the Lord, uh, when Jesus is baptized, uh, the Lord speaks out of heaven and He said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Uh, in other words, the Father up there was saying about the Son down here, uh, you just made my day. You just made my day. And I want to preach this morning on Father's Day, the Father's Way. Father's Day, the Father's Way. You see the Bible said over in Matthew 6, and uh, Emma, Emma in what she said was so in tune with uh, what I'm saying this morning. But the Bible said in Matthew 6, uh, the Bible said that there is a heavenly Father. Uh, just like we got a Father down here, there is a heavenly Father uh, uh, that the Bible says up there. Uh, and uh, I'm interested this morning in Father's Day, the Father's Way. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this morning how to make the Father's Day today, the Father's Way. And that's real simple, but here we go. Uh, if you would make the Father's Day, if you would make the Father's Day the Father's Way, be saved. Amen. You see over in Second Peter, the Bible says there, said the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In other words, God is saying uh, He's willing for all to be saved. Amen. Uh, 
I tell you, it'd make the Father's day the Father's way if you were to get saved this morning. Amen. I, I, you don't have to wait till I get on. You don't have to wait till we see what the invitation is going to be. Uh, you could come right now, amen. Uh, uh, the Bible said today's a day of salvation. Uh, uh, I'm glad, thank God. Uh, I know in our in our present world, uh, uh, we hear a lot, we're hearing a lot and a lot more. It's always been around, but we're hearing a lot more about Calvinism and hyper-Calvinism. Uh, and we're hearing a lot about election and about how some people is elected to be saved uh, and other people's not elected to be saved. Uh, uh, that's not in the Bible. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, there is no such thing as limited atonement. Uh, uh, it's not for just a few. Uh, uh, thank God it's for everybody. Amen. Uh, I'm glad, thank God, uh, uh, that the Bible said anybody and everybody and whosoever will, uh, if you come the Father's way, uh, uh, you can get saved and you'll make His day. Amen. Uh, uh, the Lord, there's nothing the Lord will like anymore than to see you get saved. And if that ain't plain enough for you, 1 Timothy 2 and 4 said, God would have all men to be saved. How much is all? If I say, I'm going to drink all that water, it don't mean that much or that much. It means I'm going to drink it all. Amen. And God would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. There's one mediator between heaven and earth, the man Christ Jesus. Amen. You want to make the Father happy today? You want to make the Father's day? Get saved. Uh, you say, why do we need to get saved? Well, I'll tell you one thing we can see there in Second Peter. The Bible says uh, uh, that the long-suffering of the Lord, verse 15, the long-suffering of the Lord uh, is counted as salvation. Uh, the fact you're not in hell, you're not at the funeral home, uh, the fact that you're walking around and living uh, is saying God has been long suffering uh, and God wants you to get saved today. Amen. Uh, yes, sir. It's seen in His delay. I mean, we all have been studying the Scriptures for a long time that have. We all are, are wondering where is it coming? Where is it at? We're seeing scriptures fulfilled. We're seeing our world getting darker, uh, darker by the year, month, day. Uh, we're seeing our work, our world get darker. Why hasn't the Lord come? Only one reason I know of why He ain't come yet, because you ain't got saved. Uh, he's long suffering toward us. We're not willing that any should perish, uh, but that all be saved. You realize it took God longer to destroy the world than it did to create it. You know why that is? Because God wasn't in a hurry to destroy. God's not in a hurry to send people to hell. God's not in a hurry to damn people to an everlasting lake of fire. The Lord is long-suffering. But the Bible said His long-suffering will one day come to an end. And it might be today. And that's why that you need to get saved. Because we see what the Lord said as a delay. Why would it make the Father's Day for you to get saved? 
because he urges you because of a coming day. The Bible says uh, right after the Lord wants you to get saved, verse 9, the Bible said, but the day of the Lord will come. There is coming a day in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and, and the earth will melt with a fervent heat. Uh, uh, amen. And the age, church age will come to a halt uh, and this whole world is going to be burned up with fire. And because of that, God urges you to get saved because of the coming day. If you would make the Father's day, you ought to get saved. He's probably pricking your heart right now. He's probably saying, come on right now. You can do it. Won't bother me. I'll just keep on preaching. You can get saved. I might stop and shout a little bit. Like the old farmer that he shouted in church a lot. And they didn't like it. They didn't like shouting down to that church. And so... They got together and they sent the old deacon out. And they sent the old deacon out and when he got there, the man was plowing his garden with a mule. And he stopped him and he, he stopped there and the old deacon come up and he said, I hate to come this way, but he said, I just want you to know that some of them's upset down at church because you're shouting, carrying on the way you do. Uh, said, uh, we notice that whenever we get to talking about Jesus and, and we get to talking about the Lord saving people and the Lord dying on an old rugged cross, uh, uh, the Lord coming back, we said, we know when the preacher gets to preaching along them lines, uh, uh, you always get to shouting. Uh, and we don't want to shouting no more uh, uh, when he talks about the King James Bible, when he talks about heaven, when he talks about loved ones on the other side. I uh, uh, said, we don't want, uh, we don't like that shouting. Uh, and the old man said, well, uh, he said, I'm sorry, Deacon, I didn't mean to upset nobody. Uh, uh, but he said, would you hold these mule's reins while I shout a minute? Uh, uh, amen. I, I want you to listen. Uh, uh, God likes it. Amen. Uh, uh, God likes it. We got something to shout about. Uh, uh, we got something to praise God about this morning. Uh, boy, you'd make the Father's Day if you get saved. And then because it's possible because of the payment. God didn't want you saved. He wasn't already paid the bill. And people that are taught and preached to and they're made to believe that somehow or another they got to persuade God and beg God into saving them. I, I won't tell you something. I understand some people have a harder time and I understand that. I'm not kicking that or putting that down at all. I'm not saying that, but here's the logic of it. If God didn't really want to save you, why did He hang His Son on an old rugged cross and let them bead and ostracize Him? The whole purpose of it was so you could get saved. It don't make sense for you to come down an aisle and want to get saved and God say, well, beg me a little more, cry a little more, I, I do a little more. I, I, no, sir, God's not willing that any perish, but that all come to repentance. I, you say, my preacher didn't preach it to me that way. Get you another preacher, amen. I, I'm telling you, that's the way the Bible way is. I, when people got saved in the Bible, you can't find a one that didn't come and get saved right then. I, not a one. 
If you would make the Father's Day, get saved. It just tickle him to death. It tickle your probably tickle your saved mother if you got one, or saved grandmother that's prayed for you. Tickle your preacher this morning. Maybe uh, it would tickle tickle Christians that meet over there and pray every week for souls to be saved. It would tickle us to death. But I tell you, there ain't nobody in here that it wouldn't make their day any better than the Lord. Amen. He'd like it better than anyway. That's the Father's way. You want to give Him something today? Keep your money. He wants you. You want to give Him something today? My son, give me my thine heart. That's what He wants. Amen. You're saved, Father, this morning. Your kids can, you know, they can get you stuff and, and show their love and thank God for that. That's good. But being a father of two sons and I think eight grandchildren, there's nothing any one of them could buy me or get me that would tickle me any more than them just get saved and serve the Lord. Live for God. That's the way God is. All right? Let's look here. I want you to look in Matthew 21. Matthew 21. And uh, it's a parable there. It's called the parable of two sons. I'm preaching about if you would make the Father's day the Father's way. Talking about our Heavenly Father. Verse 28, But what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterwards he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. And he went not. Whether of the twain did the will of his father. There's her father. Now this is uh, uh, the greatest uh, illustration in the Bible on what repentance is. I mean, there it's plain for you. But also I see here that if you would make the Father's day uh, Serve Him. Not only get saved, uh, but serve Him. Amen. Uh, uh, That's the need of the hour. The need of the hour is people to serve the Lord. Uh, You say, what do you want me to do? Well, uh, it's not my calling. I'm uh, I'm not the one that uh, that you're working for. It's not my vineyard that you're going to be going in. It's His. Uh, uh, God might have helped me to help you to find what you can do or what you need to be doing, uh, uh, but it's the Lord's will. But I'll tell you this, uh, it's a big enough vineyard. There's something for everybody to do. Amen. They may not all be preachers. They may not all be singers. They may not all be teachers. And thank God they ain't. You say, why? If y'all was all preachers, there wouldn't be nobody me to preach to this morning. Because y'all would all be preachers. And if we was all singers, who would do the preaching? And if they was all preachers or singers, who would listen? Thank God that there's some people that their main calling is to sit there and let the rest of us scream and yell and sing to them, thank God. Amen. 
You see here, it's the need of the hour why there's a great shortage. The Bible said in Matthew 9, you remember that? Over in Matthew 9 and verse uh, 35, I always like that scripture. Uh, Matthew 9 and verse 35, talking about our Lord. And the Bible said, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogue and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then he saith unto his disciples, that's us, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of a harvest that he will send labors into the harvest. Uh, you see, the need of the hour is for people uh, to want to do something for God. Uh, it displeases the Lord. Uh, I think it pleases the Lord when He looks down and He sees His saved people uh, uh, wanting to do something for the Lord, wanting to go on visitation, uh, uh, wanting to sing in the choir, uh, uh, wanting to get back in the prayer room. I think it pleases God. Amen. Uh, I know it pleases me, both of my boys. Uh, I'll say this, both of them's hard workers. Uh, and it pleases me. I'm glad they didn't turn out two bums. Amen. Uh, uh, that wouldn't work. I'm glad that, thank God, uh, uh, that they've got a working perception. Uh, that pleases me. And I think it pleases God uh, uh, when His people will work, roll up their sleeves, and do something for the Lord. Uh, that's the Father's day, the Father's way. Don't just sit around and do nothing for God. Look over in John. John chapter 4, that story of that woman at the well. I won't go into all the details of it, but the Lord went out there to see her. And the Bible says that He began to talk to her and He said, The Lord said, The woman said unto Him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Now you know the Lord had went and sat on that well, and as soon as that woman showed up, He said, Give me a drink. And he done that as a way of leading in to being able to witness to the woman. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and him whom thou now hast is not thy husband, and that saith thou truly. Let me put it up in park a minute and just say this. Back in A.D. 30, if you wouldn't married, you wouldn't consider as having a husband. That's what Jesus just said. He said this woman had had five live-in, five that she was shacked up with and one she was with now. And Jesus said there wasn't none of them her husband. Amen. You say, why? Well, we've got this common law marriage today and you've got all these people shacking up. Amen. And I know all the excuses. I've heard them all. Well, preacher, if we get married, she's going to lose her check or he's going to lose his check. Well, you'll just go ahead and lose it. If God ain't big enough to supply and... and and keep your promise like God said. You might, you might not eat, get to eat at Cracker Barrel every night, but you know you can fix cornbread at home. Amen. I know gas is, I know gas is like six dollars a gallon. 
Charles Muston sent me a thing the other day of this guy standing looking at two gas pumps and you know the numbers up there and the guy's looking and the service station attendant comes out and he said, can I help you sir? I, he said, I'm just looking. We might, not, we might not get to go as much, but it would be better to make the Father's day the Father's way and just do it God's way. Amen. Uh, God's way. We see, we see here that the Bible said He went there and, and the hour's late. Look in Matthew 20. Back to Matthew 20. This is why that we need to be serving. In Matthew 20, the Bible said, For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder which went out early in the morning. All right, the day's just started. But the Bible said he went out again the third hour. We're getting on up into the morning. And the Bible said he went out again the sixth hour and the ninth hour. And lastly, the Bible said he went out about the eleventh hour. Why does it please God for us to serve him? Why does it make uh, the Father's day the Father's way when we serve him? Because time is running out. It's not seven o'clock in the morning. It's eleven o'clock. It's almost midnight. The Lord knows we don't have that much time. Amen. And then there's a payday coming. Hebrews 6 and 10 says, God's not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. I think a lot of people, they feel like they're not going to have anything at the judgment seat of Christ and they're not going to have any rewards, but they don't realize just how detailed that God is when you do something for the right motive and the right reason. God don't forget none of that. And to prove that point, God said if you give a cup of cold water. Well, cold water back then, it didn't cost nothing. Don't steal now unless you want this kind. But the Bible said if you give a cup of cold water in His name or in the name of a prophet, he said, you won't lose your reward. Mary overfelt. She joined the church. And Mary said, Brother Rick, I want to do something. What can I do? What can she do, Lord? And so we got Jubilee coming up. I said, Mary, you set the water out. I said, every preacher's got to have water. I said, you, you just set water up there for the preachers. and That'll be good if you just do that. And I said, Mary, I said, the Bible said if you give just a cup of cold water in the name of a prophet, you'll have a reward. And I said, you set water for me out every Sunday. I'm a prophet. My name's Rick Prophet. And so everything was said. Got in here on Monday morning, first day of Jubilee. Mary had this side full. I don't have enough water, but she had all this side full. And I come in, she said, she said, preacher said, I done got all the water up there. And she said, I went ahead and opened it all so they wouldn't have to open it. <laughs> Jesus saw that. He'll, 
He'll give a reward for that, amen. Uh, you helped somebody. You saw, you saw somebody fall in the parking lot. You helped them up. And oh, I've lost so many rewards. Uh, I've give people something and I walked away and the Holy Ghost said, you didn't tell them that was in the name of Jesus. Amen. I try to make a habit. Now if I give somebody something, I say, they say, thank you. And I say, it's not me, it's Jesus. I give it in the name of Jesus. If you would make the Father's Day get saved today, this morning. This morning, right now. If you would make the Father's Day start serving God today. Amen. I'll work, I'll help, I'll do something. And you know the Lord, if He ain't big enough to give you something to do, and make you know it, and let you know what it is. He ain't a very big God, is He? No, we believe that God lives, and in Him we live and move and have our being, and we believe God speaks to us through His Word. We believe God is able to impress us in His Spirit. And if you pray earnestly, God, what would you have me to do? The Lord will show you something to do. And that just make His day when you started doing it. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5 and 10, the Bible said we're going to all, we must all, all us that are saved, all us that belong to Him, we must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ uh, that we might receive according to what's done in our body. What we've done. Amen. Well, I guess that even cover if you got happy this morning you raised your hand. Well, I, I guess that even cover if the Lord touched your heart and you brought your family down and need around the altar. I guess whatever you do for the Lord, I guess it covers that. Amen, when you think so. Alright, let me give you this last one. Uh, this is my Father's Day present to all you fathers. I'm going to be done by 12. Look in First John. First John, now this one's, a, this one's a tough one. If you would make the Father's Day, be saved. If you would make the Father's Day, be serving. Look at First John chapter 2. My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and He is the propitiation for our sins. If you would make the Father's day the Father's way, don't sin. You say, is that possible? It says it is. So little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. Must be possible. Now he didn't say how long. I mean, he didn't say don't sin for a year. Don't sin for a month. He didn't say that. He's just saying it's possible. And I like what one preacher said a long time ago. He said Christians, he said they're not sinless, they just sin less. A lot of truth to that, amen? But I do believe it is impossible because the Bible says it is. I do believe it's possible to go for a little while without sinning. That's what he said. But I'll tell you what the, the higher possibility is. 
He said, if any man sin, he first says, don't sin. That's the desire. But then he says, the reality, the, the, the higher possibility is that you will sin. And the Lord said, if you do, oh, I'm glad the Lord's got this thing covered everywhere you go. Amen. I'm glad when God in the, in the infinite wisdom of God, the determined counsel of God, I'm glad when He put up so great a plan of salvation, I'm glad God covered it on every base. Amen. I, I'm glad God fixed it up so much I can't even mess it up. Thank God. Uh, hallelujah. Boy, we ought to shout the house down. For so great a salvation that God has given us. I don't know if you noticed or not. It was Trump's uh, slogan, you know, during the campaign. He said, this thing's rigged. I don't know if you noticed or not, this thing's rigged. We come out of winter, no way the devil comes at us. We come out of winter, thank God. Amen. I'm as sure as that heaven is if I'm already there. The Bible said I'm already seated there. Amen. I, I mess up a lot, but I can't mess that up. Oh, Dad used to stand back, sit back, stand up back there. And Dad would always say the same thing in his testimony. He'd say, I want to thank God for my seven kids and for my salvation. He says it's the only two things uh, that I ever got that I never did lose. Amen. I, I'm glad, thank God. Listen, if they was His kids, they'll always be His kids. Uh, I want you to know, for the Lord said to you, you'll always be saved. Uh, I didn't say you'd always feel, but feel like it. You say it's possible not to sin. That's just what the verse said. Say, but the possibility is that we will sin, yes. And he's got it fixed up in verse 2. He said, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and He is the propitiation. He's the payment for it, amen. Now, listen, before you ever get in debt, He's done got the payment, thank God. I'm glad. I'm glad that we can make the Father's day the Father's way. You, little old you, little old man, why is God mindful of us? Little old speck of dirt made from dirt. You say, I don't believe, I don't believe man's made for dirt. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll prove it to you. You go home and I'll get a brand new white shirt with the bag still over at home from the cleaners and I'll put it on. I won't preach. I won't even get to sweat and I won't even do nothing. But when I take it off, it's going to have a little brown around the sleeves, a little brown around the collar. And you say, why is that? Because you're dirt! Because the Bible's true. But thank God the Lord for some reason or another, He loved the likes of us. Jimmy Hood used to say we're animated dirt balls. Amen. But I'm glad it would mean a lot to him. And boy, I like to make his day every time I can. 
I like to make the Father's day the Father's way. Get saved. You ought to come right on down now as a musician, pianist is coming. Just come right on down today and say, Lord, I'm going to make your day. I'm going to get saved. Say, Brother Rick, I'm saved, but I just never have really got involved in the church. And Well, if you're going to work for the Lord, you've got to do it through the church. Uh, you say, well, I'm just going to go through other ways. Well, you can do it, but you won't get paid for it. That'd be like me saying, I'm going to go over here to AMAC. I ain't going to, I ain't going to get no time card. I'm not going to fill out no application. I'm just going to go in and work all week. But when the end of the week comes and I'm expecting a paycheck, I ain't going to get one. Say, why? I didn't do it the right way. I didn't do it the right way. If you want to work for the Lord, do it through the church. We don't support anything. We don't don't promote anything that's not through the church. It's got to go through the church this morning. Now, fathers, we come to you this morning. Thank you for meeting with us and, and thank you for...